The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to our show. Well, if you haven't noticed, check out our webpage because we have Shannon Manson in the house. Shannon Manson, yes. You know, if you look at Channa Rat and you look at Charles Manson, don't they look like brothers? <laughs> Check it out. It's pretty funny. And uh, Randy's got it up there for you. And let me just say one thing. Kawakami was not in the mind of Al Davis or Jamarcus Russell. Because all his prediction and bullshit was just that, Raider fans. Exactly. The whole idea that, that J. Russ didn't want to come to Oakland, blah, 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 Kawakami. That's some bullshit. <laughs> and let me just hit on the stories for today. Going to be a short show, but a sweet show. There's a bronco on my shoulder. Can I kill it? The Raider Nation in the house. Can you feel it? There's a stiller on my shoulder. Can I kill it? There's a charger on my shoulder. Can I kill it? There's a bronco on my shoulder. Can I kill it? The Raider Nation in the house. Can you feel it? Jay Russ, who really made the decision to sign. And of course, are you tired of the QB shuffle? I know I am. And we have a special part of the show called Bill Belichick. Yes, he got over. And we'll talk about that as well. And of course, we'll do the Broncos, Donkos, Donkey Deox pregame. And we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll have an article to read on that. And also, we will talk over what the Raiders need to do and what they got to do to make it happen. And of course, we will hit the Raider Nation podcast. Come and swarm section at the end, of course, because we need to get your opinions. Yes. 1-800-620-7181 1-800-620-7181 Will you throw me a freaking bone? Come on now. Somebody call on the line and give me a bone. You guys have started it. Make it happen. Do it again. I'm not kidding. Put your take in. We want to hear it. And the nation wants to hear it. Jay Russ, yes, he signed. Yes, of course he's happy. Of course he's happy. Would you be happy if somebody handed you $31 million and then handed you a clipboard and said, well, this season you're going to have to just hang out and not get pummeled like everybody else on the team. Um, but you know what? I'll tell you what. To be honest with you, he's a good guy. I think we got to stand behind him and see what he can do, man. He's our guy. He is bought and paid for. He is our man. But the controversy before he signed about whether it was his decision, whether it was his attorney's decision, whether it was Al Davis's decision, you know whose decision it was? And we all should have seen it. It was his mother's decision. <laughs> Here you have a 22-year-old man fresh out of college, and he's got millions of dollars at stake. His life is on the line. Who are you going to go to? 
Now, I don't know about his father, don't know about that situation, but I know he's close to his mother. She was there during draft day. I saw her, and let me tell you, he put an ear up, and mom is the one who said, son, this is the way it is. This is life. Check it out. So I was wrong. They were wrong. Everybody was wrong because it was J. Russ' mama that made this decision. A wise woman taking care of her son. I said, amen. Good for moms all across the world. Damn. Would you imagine what it would be like without one? I'm telling you. It's brutal. But thank goodness for his mother because she made the right decision in signing him to our Oakland Raiders. Okay. Tired of the QB shuffle? I'm so tired. I haven't slept a wink. I'm so tired. My mind is on the blink. Are you tired of hearing every other sportscaster say that we're going to have McCowan? Or, oh no, we're going to have Russell. Or, oh no, it's McCowan. Or, perhaps it's Russell. Well, guess what, Raider fans? Y'all better just get used to the name Josh McCowan. Unless he's unconscious or breaks a bone, that kid is going to be our quarterback this season. He's the man. Get used to it. Get over it. I've heard all the conversation. I've checked it out. I myself think that Culpepper should start, but he's not going to. Now, we can pine and whine all we want as a nation, but we better get behind this boy because he's a good kid. He's a good Christian man. And I don't know if that means anything to a lot of people, but it means a whole lot to me. This kid is true blue, and he ain't no liar, and he ain't no fank, and he ain't no flash. He's all about trying to make this team win, and he's doing his damnedest to make it happen. Watch him stand in the pocket. Watch him take a hit. You'll see what I mean. He's a gamer, and he's giving it all he has. You got to give Kiffin a chance, man. You got to give the young coach a chance to tell you and me and every other Raider fan who the quarterback's going to be. And as far as I know, the last words out of Kiff's mouth were McGowan. And that's who's going to be throwing the ball in Denver. And we better get over it and get behind it, people, because he's our man. Dig it. And that's all I have to say about that. Bill Belichick and the Patriot Rats. Cry and cry and try to sleep, but sleep won't come the whole night through. You're cheating heart will tell on you. Yes, the Patriot rats get caught with their hand in the cookie jar. Yes, videotaping the Jets' defensive signals was a wonderful way to make sure you can win a game. Can you imagine knowing everything the defense is going to do before they do it? Can you imagine the coverage differences that you're going to see as Tom Brady and what you should go past? No wonder the guy's making incredible strides. Now, of course, I can't tell you that it's made any difference in their game, although I think that's some bullshit. 
But it's so, so sweet to see the poster child for the Disney football team be punked in the national media because they're a bunch of rotten fucking cheaters. Yes, the golden children of the NFL cheat. And their coach, Bill Belichick, is the biggest cheater of them all. And the fact that this cat got away with a $750,000 fine and the loss of a draft pick if they make the playoffs, no suspension? Well, that's some bullshit. As a player, I would be furious. And I would expect, I expect that the players' organization will come off with some type of letter. But I'll tell you that the players don't get a fair rap when you're talking about the equality of the justice delivered by this NFL commissioner. I think it was very weak. At the very least, he should have lost that salary for at least three games. Don't slap the man on the wrist and expect anything to happen because it ain't. Goodell's quote, of course, is, we went to do something that would affect them more in the long term. The long term is if they make it to if they make it to the playoffs, they have a penalty. The coach himself, the leader of the gang, the spymaster himself, Bill Belichick, got over. And as a player, if you even get the whiff of there's a possibility that you hung out with a guy in school that turned out to be some steroid freak. You're going to go down for five games. I mean, look what happens. A guy tests positives and positive, and he loses four games. Dominic Rhodes, perfect example. Four games worth of salary. Just figure it out, ladies and gentlemen, if you're making $300,000 a game. Right? How much is that? That's $1,200,000 you've just popped loose out of your ass. And what has Bill Belichick got to pay? $750,000 and half that's coming from the team. Matter of fact, all of it's coming from the Kraft family. Not to be confused with the cheese crafts. And I wish they were because I'd make a run on cheese right now. I would go off on cheese. But he has nothing to do with the cheese. I'm just going off in the Bill Belichick thing because I think it's weak. And if you go to the Raider Nation podcast comments form section on my website, you will see a box of cheaties with, of course, Bill Belichick's melon posted right on it. It's pretty doggone funny. And there's a video, secret video camera inside each box. I think that's funny. But the fact that he got slapped on the wrist is bullshit. And as the player and the player's organization better come out with something because that's some weak bullshit right there okay that's all I gotta say about Bill Belichick please 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 let me ride that don't get don't get let me ride that don't get don't get let me ride that don't get don't get Broncos down. And that's what I'm talking about. We gotta put them old hags down and send them to the glue factory, Patna. Because the Oakland Raiders and the AFC West 
It's our time to rise. And I was listening to the Broncos radio announcement by Shannarat himself, and he was very convinced and convincing that the Oakland Raiders are serious business. And I quote, any team that can come back in the fourth quarter with eight minutes left to play and, and throw up 21 points and take the lead is a dangerous team. I have to agree with this man, and I think it's even more dangerous when we're talking about the hated, I cannot stand the Denver Broncos. I cannot stand their fans. Ugh. The Denver Broncos, Colorado Chris, is in the middle of this hornet's nest, and I'm sure gets pummeled because there is hatred. But he's a pretty sharp cat. Now, he cuts like a knife with that tongue of his, and I'm sure that he just cut the knife and knifed people's throats with those quick hits because he's got some great takes. Colorado Chris, you the man. Long story short, the Denver, Denver Doncos have pummeled us 19-5 to and won the last four contests. In an embarrassing fashion. I, for one, as a Raider fan, am sick and frickin' tired of the Broncos taking it to us at home. At least we should be able to beat them at home. The Broncos are a different team this season with a different offensive line scheme and a different defensive scheme. They've gone through some growing pains, and from last week's game against the Buffalo Bills, which they won, of course, 15-14, to 14, in a knuckle White knuckler to the very last Jason Elam field goal. They threw up 470 yards of offense. Hooey! And won by one point. That is brutally brutal because they had no red zone appearance at all as far as uh, getting in the end zone, obviously. But Jay, and Jay Cutler was 73% on third and long. 73%. No wonder they got 470 yards. Broncos have been working us over. And I'm going to read a little synopsis by Anthony Carroll. I think it says it all about uh, what the Raiders have to do. I think it says it all about what our position should be as far as what we need to do to get this dug on game one. So this is an article by Anthony Carroll. With the Raiders' Week 2 matchup against the Denver Broncos, just two days away, here's the bare minimum Oakland needs to do in order to win its first game of the 07 season. And I'm hoping we do. We need to run consistently. There's a difference between breaking out a big run once every 15 carries and consistently eating up yardage as you touch the ball. Against the Bronco defense that allowed Buffalo Bills rookie Marshawn Lynch 4.7 yards per rushing attempt, there is no excuse for veteran Lamont Jordan not to do as equally as well. Jordan, who took off 15 times for 70 yards in Week 1, needs to pose a threat to the Denver D every time he's handed the rock. If not, Oakland will have a tough time converting those third downs. That's why we need to have our running backs in shape. 
That's why we need Lamont Jordan to make an appearance this season. This is just me I'm talking because I'm going to throw this in right now. That's why we need Jordan to step it up. That stutter step before the off the line is bullshit. I'm so sick and tired of it, and I know you are too. The man needs to run straight ahead as fast as he can. He is not a finesse runner. He is a power runner. Someone needs to get to him and tell him that much. <clears throat> On with the article. Pressure Jay Cutler. Well, go figure. This is perhaps the most essential of Oakland's duties on Sunday, and it's certainly not the easiest. Last week, the team's pair of sack leaders from 06, Derek Burgess and Warren Sapp, failed to even reach the quarterback one time. Only linebacker Thomas Howard and backup and Chris Clemens had any success taking down John Kitty Cat Kitna, combining for the only two Oakland sacks of the game. If Burgess and company can't get it together and be more successful, penetrating the offensive line on Sunday, Oakland's secondary will be torched. It'll be a long day for those boys. Here's another important point we have to make, ladies and gentlemen, and Raider Nation alike. Play good enough on special teams. Just good enough. Oakland's special teams unit doesn't necessarily need to play great. It just needs to play well enough to not self-destruct again. The 11-man unit certainly can't afford to miss three field goals like they did last game, Shankowski. And another day of sub-bar kickoff returns is not a way to start an offense and get it rolling. Return man Chris Carr ran the ball back seven times last week for 154 yards. That's 22 yards per return, not his best. And if kicker Sebastian Shankowski can't find a way to connect on a 46-yard field goal, then the Raiders have no business being that frickin' Mile Holly Stadium where you should be able to kick a ball into the stratosphere because of the... The lack of density in the air, for crying out loud, Jankowski should be kicking the ball to another dimension. That goes without saying that Shane Leckler is the golden child of our special teams, has been of our team last four years. He should be able to get some insane hang time. So I'm looking for a big improvement on special teams. That is a for sure. Kiff will not hang with that. Here's a very important point as well. Spread the ball around. This is something I noticed that was weak in the Lions game. Throwing 10 times to Ron Curry and 9 times to Lamont Jordan isn't going to cut it every week. Whoever lies up, lines up under center, my money is on Dante Culpepper, but mine isn't. My money is on Josh McCowan. Needs to find and incorporate every pass catcher into this offense. Last week, Jerry Porter, Mike Williams, and Zach Miller, all three became targets and were supposed to be major players in Oakland's offense, combined for just five catches. Now, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out that Josh McCowan is throwing the ball a little early and a little low. I think he's picking the closest guy, not the best guy, because we saw a lot of people last game that were wide open further downfield. And I'm going to say it again because 
I know I've went over this quarterback bull crap just a minute ago, but if the Raiders want to win this game, they have to play Dante Culpepper. He's the only quarterback that we have that can see far enough downfield and have the vision to get the ball there in the first place. He is our long ball and short ball export. I wish he'd get the playbook down so we can have him come in and play. But doggone it, there's some reason they're not playing this cat, and I just don't want know what it is. I wish I did. Anyways, for all those who want all the stats on the Denver Broncos and want me to go through all that, <clears throat> I'd love to help you, Patna, but it'd take me hours and hours above what I normally do <laughs> to have that happen. You have to understand, I do my best. Jay Cutler, got to watch out for him. He's going to come after us with a vengeance. He's a good quarterback, and he's got some wheels. He's a, he's a good quarterback and can throw accurately on the run. Notice, 470 yards. Also, we have to, to watch out for Simeon Rice, which is another addition to their defense that will make it very difficult for Jake Grove and the offensive trio or quadruple or whatever you want to call them up front to be ready to uh, take him on because Simeon Rice is a pure pass rusher and he is an animal. He's long in the tooth, been around, around for a while, and he's bruised and battered. But don't let that fool you. Because he's come to play, and he needs to keep a spot in Denver. And Mike Shanarat will not keep someone if they're not doing the job. I look very closely at Gallery better make his game and presence known in this particular game. Because Simeon Rice is going to introduce himself to Gallery every doggone down. And that is a fact. <laughs> and that is what we want not to happen. But it's going to happen. Um, those are key factors. Our defensive secondary better come to play because our defensive secondary was weak. We have to stick with what works. The zone is not working for us. we got to do the man-to-man thing. We've lived by it. We're going to die by it. But we won't live by the zone because it ain't, it ain't going to work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work because we don't practice it enough. And our guys just aren't there for that. I think the man-on-man has to stay it. we got to get pressure on the QB or we're toast. And that's about all i got to say about that. I see the Raiders can pull out a victory. What a sweet one it would be. I know we're all holding our breath and wishing for the best. Because I am as well. We can beat Denver. I know we can beat them. We have the talent. Can we do it? Okay, let's go to the Raider Nation podcast. Comments. Forum section. All aboard! <laughs> I, 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 Okay, here we go. Now, I gotta cut these short because the show I told you have to be short and sweet. The Assassin. Peter King! Where the fuck is Peter King and his biggest secret now? Guess Jay Russ wanted to play for Oakland after all. Geek. It's a little late, but I vote King as asshole off the offseason try to pull that cheap shit. And, by divine intervention, Culpepper could start on Sunday. McCown 
Had some great stats, but I feel a lot better with Pepper behind the center. Totally true. Absolutely true. And Peter King, you are an asshole. I'll hit to you one, one other time. <laughs> okay. And I'd like to see Pepper behind center. You guys know I feel that way, but I have no control, and neither do you. Navy Rob, yes, this year's SB teams. In 2005, we played the Patriots and the Eagles. In 2006, we played the Steelers and the Seahawks. This year, we're playing the Colts and the Bears. So which Super Bowl team will we be going to play next year? My Super Bowl picks are Patriots or Chargers versus the Saints. And Randy puts in there, it's funny you should mention that. We could pick up both the Patriots and the Chargers or the Saints easily in next year. Um, next year's schedule. So there you go. <laughs> uh, the preacher. Preacher comes in. He's very cerebral, man. Dumping the Donkos or the Donkeys. Now he comes in here and he selects uh, the percentages of run, pass, um, and what downs they ran and passed on. It's pretty interesting. Denner's run-pass ratio is 40 runs to 60% passes. So 40% runs to 60% passes. So here are the figures from Denver's last game. I don't know if it helps, but I thought you guys might want to see numbers anyway. No matter what Denver does, I expect our Raiders D to be able to attack, react, and shut them the hell down. Go Raiders. Well, I sure as hell freaking hope so. I really do. Raiders 46. That's pretty funny. You know, we've got this uh, on the forum. We've got pictures now. You can put your uh, your pictures and things on here. It's kind of cool. So Raiders 46. Uh, on the bright side, help from above. Oh, got to love it when a Dutch priest shows up on his Facebook page with in silver and black. Maybe he could put a good end for the nation with a higher authority. <laughs> It's cool. It's got this priest with this raider outfit on. It's pretty cool. For those of you who don't know who that is, it's Father Roderick Von Hogan from the Catholic Insider and the Daily Breakfast Podcast. He was awarded winner last year and in this year's podcast awards. Good guy. Good podcast. Peace out, Raiders 46. That's cool, man. Yes, he did win. And I remember seeing that the Catholic Insider in there for a podcast. Well, this is far from the Catholic Insider. Raider J. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! Donkeys almost lost to the Bills last Sunday, and the Bills have a very depleted D. So I have a good feeling our D is going to put last Sunday's game behind them and step up big at mile high. Our O is clicking right now, so but Jano's got to get his head right because Elam will kick his ass all day. I see a Raiders upset, and that will be a good thing because I have to watch the game with a couple of talky fans. Uh, and like most of you guys have said, it was just one game. I'm chilled, I'm relaxed, and I'm ready for the Donkos. Ass-kicking. Raider Jay's out. Raider Jay, that's good take. Thank you. And, of course, we have the box of cheaties. And, of course, Mr. Fox, Randy Pussy. Moss had a breakout game, but but his first game as a Raider was pretty much the same stat-wise. I think we all know what happened next. And he has a short on here that says, number 18, useless biatch. And Randy put in, of course, we have the Raider Nation video cast from this last game. The taming of the kittens, which didn't come to pass, but 
We have things to look forward to, Nation. Game number two in hostile territory. And I just hope we can kick a little ass for Colorado Chris and all those other Raider fans stuck in Denver and surrounding vicinities. That means the states like Utah and Nevada and places like that that are depleted from football that are desperate enough to hang with the Doncos. Well, this is for all the Raider fans that are, are out there in hostile territory. Have faith. Cheer us on. Get to their stadium. Wear the silver and black. Loud and proud, baby. It would be a great thing to have Kiffin bring a victory in the AFC West. Our first AFC West game of the season. Bring it on home to Big Al. That would be a great accomplishment. Let's not forget, we have a game Sunday. We have to be ready. Get your peers ready. Put your chair back. If you're on the West Coast, that's what I'm talking about. And I will be watching the game along with all the other nation. And we'll be hoping and praying. Let's just hope Culpepper starts. I know. Isn't that bullshit? <laughs> I am so full of shit. This is Ritter Greg. And I am out. <laughs> <laughs>